When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, and we're coming to you from the press box at Progressive Field following the Guardians' 5-3 win over the Los Angeles Angels. Another sweep for the Guardians, back-to-back sweeps for the first time since 2020. Uh, And, Hoynes, did you think that this team would be in this position right now? These guys are rolling. This is, is what, six in a row. Uh, back-to-back sweeps, a four-game lead over the White Sox, the magic number's down to 17. You can't even explain how surprising and how really wonderful it is to be around this team right now. Everything that they're doing is going the right way. Yeah, they're on fire, Joe, and uh, they've won, what, eight of the last nine, six straight? Uh, (laughs) The only loss was Emmanuel Class A blowing a (laughs) one-run save in the ninth inning in in Kansas City. The, the most improbable loss. I, I mean, you've, you've got to completely wash that, right? Yeah. And, you know, just, uh, and today, uh, you know, Jose Ramirez hits the uh, the winner, uh, the game winner uh, in the eighth inning. It wasn't a walk-off, but it might as well have been. Uh, yeah, because you know, two, it was over after that. Yeah, it was over after that. They, they went again in their last at-bat. And uh, just uh, really, <laughs> it, it's... You know, they're in first place by five games, Joe, with, uh, what, 21 to play. This is the youngest team in baseball. We cannot stress that enough. How many rookies they have or second-year players they have, guys who who have barely spent, uh, you know, very much time in the major leagues. Uh, You know, Jose Ramirez carrying them, the pitching staff, uh, starters going deep into ball games, so that even when they do have holes in the rotation that, you know, they have to man with a Cody Morris or a Connor Pilkington, uh, you know, the, the, the next day starter like Cal Quantrill today goes out and gives them seven innings and keeps them in a ball game. You know, he has to face Mike Trout and Shohei Otani back-to-back a couple of times in the game. But he you get the ball to Trevor Steffen, and he gets the ball to James Karinczak because Class A has been used three days in a row. It, it, it couldn't have worked out better for Terry Francona. It's not like he's sitting back there, the maestro pulling all the strings or anything like that. He's just trying to win game to game, night to night. He's trying to figure out what to do. And these kids are out there performing. Yeah, they really are. It's uh, it's fun to watch. And uh, if they get you in a close game in the late innings, Joe, they're going to beat you, you know, nine out of ten times. They are really, really fundamentally sound. 
you know, they'll, they'll get a guy on, they'll get him over, they'll get him in. They're not up there trying to hit the ball 500 feet. Not, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to win games. And that formula is really, has really served them well the whole season, but especially now going down the stretch here. You've got Tyler Freeman, uh, who Tito says anytime he's in the lineup and he's getting experience right at this level, it's, it's like playing with house money. He's going out there and he's actually helping you win. He's actually adding to your cause. He has an RBI double in the game. He has a, a running catch on, a, on a, a pop over shortstop where he's got his back to the infield. Makes it look like you and I both looked at each other and said, boy, I look like Omar there for a second. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. You know, and you're talking to Tyler Freeman after the game, and he's he's got the right attitude. It's, I don't care if I'm playing second or third or short, you know, one day. You know he wants to be out there playing shortstop every day. That's his natural position. But he comes to the ballpark. He learns from Jose Ramirez. He learns from Ahmed Rosario. And then he goes out there and he carries it into a game and helps them win. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, you know, they, they have... <laughs> They just, you know, the, the the impressive thing, like you were saying earlier, is how they filled in for uh, Plesac and, and Savali. You know, how they, you know, filled those holes in the rotation, you know, with rookies like uh, Pilkington and, and uh, Cody Cody Morris. And we're going to see, uh, you know, those guys again this weekend, mm-hmm. you know, facing the Twins. Uh, Morris, I think, is going Sunday and, and uh, Pilkington is going to, pitch one of those doubleheader games on Saturday and uh, you know so we'll see how this keeps rolling Joe yeah and you know we we talk about Terry Francona and we talk about him sort of being that calming influence it's not like he's coming in you've got the the injuries in the rotation it's coming in and solving that day's problem okay taking it day by day and and winning that day's game but he's not just taking and solving the problem in front of them He's using the problem almost to his advantage. You know, he, he goes out there and, and Connor Pilkington is able to give him a few innings. And, yeah. you know, even if Cody Morris goes short and, and walks five guys, uh, he, he, he calls on Kirk McCarty last night. And McCarty comes in and, and pitches three strong innings in a role that I think that he's been really good at is coming in as a middle reliever and giving him three plus innings. He's done it like three times now. Uh, it, just to have McCarty out there relying on his fastball and just dominating guys, it it almost feels like Tito's the maestro when he does stuff like that. Yeah, he's got a lot of pieces out there on this team, and he knows how to use them. You know, he he pinch hits. Uh, you know, the lefty righty when when Miller is playing first base. Uh, like you said, he brings in McCarty, who hadn't pitched since September 2nd. He'd been sitting for 11 days, and he gives him three and a third scoreless innings and, uh, you know, gets the win on uh, on Tuesday night. And uh, tonight, I mean, today, uh, you know, uh, Quantrill gives him seven good innings, but you also need, you know, Stefan to come in there in the eighth, and, and you got your backup closer with Karinchek getting his, what, Third save, second save in about the last four games, I think. Yeah, they've been using Class A so much, and they're, you know, wisely, they're not going to pitch him three days in a row if they don't have to. And, you know, I don't think the uh, the situation really called for it if you've got Karinchak ready to go. Uh, Karinchak doesn't seem affected by the whole. You know, dust up in in Minnesota with the uh, the hair inspection and and all that. He he he's the same guy that he was uh, that night and. You know, he, he's going out there. Uh, again, the ninth inning might have taken a little longer than it would have <laughs> if it was a, uh, Emmanuel Classe. But, uh, you know, Karinczak's methodical. He goes out there. He, he gave up a hit, but he he still struck guys out. And, and, and 
uh, you really got to like the back end of that bullpen right now, the way it sets up with Karinchak being the setup guy, uh, Stefan and Hentges and Sandlin all contributing uh, at some point, uh, and their stuff is really good. It, it's almost like, how's Tito going to keep them sharp? Uh, there, there will be opportunities. Yeah. Uh, you can't, over the next, you know, nine games, you're facing the White Sox and Twins. Uh, you know, y- you get White Sox, then Twins for five, and then White Sox for three more. Yeah. So these are games that if if they're competitive and they're, you know, at least if they split, you take, you take you know, two or three or two or four, three or four from the White Sox who are your, who are right behind you right now, you could put this race away pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, they, they, they have a 9-6 to six series advantage over the White Sox, 9-5 to five over the Twins. And, uh, you know, with, without, with the extra wild card game this year, Joe, there's no, you know, there's no 163rd game. So all they have to do right now is win one more game in, the ser- in each of those series, season series, and, and they're guaranteed, you know, the first tiebreaker. Uh, if they if they end up tied for first place, yeah, that that number ten is is a, is a is a significant number. You get to ten wins against one of those divisional opponents, you've got all the tiebreakers you need uh, for when it comes down to uh, that 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 end of the season. There, uh, the the makeup game tomorrow, obviously a, a big one. Win that game with Hunter Gaddis on the mound, which again is going to be you know not the easiest of things to do. Uh, and and you you guarantee yourself that 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 sort of uh, that advantage heading into the the rest of the the way out. I I'm I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves looking at that game before we we finish up with this. Wanted to mention Jose Ramirez uh, moving into a tie with Rocky Calavito, eleventh most home runs in Guardians history with that uh, that home run that he hit uh, today to to basically win the game for. Uh, for Cleveland, you know, you, you try to ask him about his place in history and, you know, what he means to the franchise and that kind of stuff. And, and guys in the middle of the season don't want to talk about things like that. But, you know, he did say, this is where I want to be. I'm very happy. I'm very excited with with the way these guys are playing. He even said, you know, we're in a rebuilding year, but it, this is fun. I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time with these guys. Uh, and, and he knows that there's talent around him, and that more than anything is going to make a guy want to stay and perform and, and play the way he has. Yeah, that was uh, it was uh, that was a huge hit today, and you could tell something was percolating inside <laughs> Jose when he came into the clubhouse this morning. He was bouncing around more than usual. He was shooting, uh, you know, shooting hoops on a little Nerf. Uh, basketball they have attached to one of the pillars in the clubhouse he was yeah, talking to, to greeting uh kwan with jeff in japanese talking to him he was he was kicking chairs he was jumping around so he was he was uh you well, knew something was something was going to happen to in the in the game today well it, it was probably sparked by you know last night uh when when he challenged mandy bell to uh table tennis <laughs> in on the ping pong table and uh, they played a couple of points, and and Mandy smacked one that that went right off of him on a on a smash, and he put the he put the paddle down and and basically gave up after that. He's like, "You win," and walked away. <laughs> that was that was a highlight moment uh, in the in the clubhouse. But just they're loose. They 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 don't know what they don't know right now. They're they're, they're too young to know that on the other side of this, you know, magic number is seventeen. 
Once that magic number is zero, they're in the playoffs, and that's a whole other ball game. Yeah, and and that they've got to get ready for. But uh, it, it, we're almost putting the cart before the horse. They could they could collapse in the sure next two could. weeks. It could happen. But right now, it sure feels like this is a team that's that's barreling towards the postseason. Yeah, they're rolling. You can tell when a team is hot at the right time of the season, and uh, and they they are. They right now they are. Everything is going their way. They're winning close games. They're getting big pitching performances when they need it. They're getting big hits up and down the lineup, which you know wasn't the case you know t- five you know ten days ago. Yeah. You know they they so it it you know it's almost like. You know, like like they can sense the finish line here, and and yes, you got you still got twenty one games to play, uh, and they and you, you know that baseball can take some wicked and some frustrating turns, but this they're pointed in the right direction. Yeah, I remember sitting in here after they uh, they got swept on that long night in, uh, in with the rain out against Seattle, and you know things did not look good uh, heading heading to Kansas City. Uh, that was that, that's a that's a turning point for them in this sort of phase of the season, I guess. Uh, they got to Kansas City. Uh, they won that next game. I think Beaver was on the mound that night, and it, it it sort of got the momentum going. And they they took off right after that. Uh, one of the guys that's really taken off in that time, Oscar Gonzalez. He had three hits. I you didn't realize he had three hits yeah, today. Yeah. He's another multi-hit game for him. He's up to what? Nine home runs, ten home runs, nine home runs, nine home runs this year. Uh, Four in September, I think. Seven since the break, maybe well, or six since the break. And the one that he hit today, four hundred twenty-three feet, mm-hmm. and he he crushed that ball. Uh, it, it's it, it's really just fun to watch a guy who I cannot believe that they didn't protect him in the Rule Five. He's 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 on the roster. He's up here in the big leagues, and he looks like. As natural and comfortable a right fielder as 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 they've seen in how long, and he gets in the box and magic happens. Yeah, and he is a big dude, Joe. I mean, <laughs> he walks by in the locker room. I mean, you're sitting there. I don't know, but he's he's really made an impact on this on this ball club and just you know done a great job. And you know he's kind of came out of nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. just of all the talented talent on the 40-man roster, you know, who would have thought he was the guy? You know, obviously his his minor league numbers were big, but you, you no, no one knew if they would, you know, translate to the big leagues. Yeah, that sort of, uh, when when somebody comes up and is a, is a big surprise like that, uh, you wonder, it, it, it's almost like the way when, when Jose burst on the scene, you know, back in like 15, 2016, and and had that big year. Was it? Would he be able to sustain it? Yeah. Will he be able to sustain it? Uh, everything from Oscar's approach at the plate. We haven't really seen those big strikeout numbers. Like, you know, if he strikes out in a game, he's also going to put a ball in play, or, or you know, he's not going to look terrible at the plate. At bat to at bat, swing to swing. Sometimes he swings yeah. out of his heels, but then he gets to two strikes and he cuts things down and. And you know, flicks a ball into into right field. He's he, he he's really talented in that regard. And I just don't if if he's showing that here now, then he had to have shown it somewhere in the minors. And how could you have left him unprotected? It, yeah. it just uh, it blows my mind. But hey, don't don't overthink it. He's here now. He's he's going. We'll we'll let the, the future take care of itself. Uh, the future holds. The the White Sox coming in. After getting shut out, Dylan Cease got shut out 
Uh, I mean, this is a guy who I have very much towards the top of the uh, the Cy Young race yeah. in the American League, and he gave up three runs against Colorado. The offense for the White Sox that had scored 58 runs in its previous, you know, seven games or so, uh, something like that, it, it, in in beating the the A's and the the Mariners, uh, they got shut out yesterday. They're coming in uh, to Cleveland for a one stop shop, and uh, it, it it could be a very significant game if, if Hunter Gaddis doesn't give up four home runs. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a tough spot for Hunter Gaddis. He's made his big league debut back in August against Houston and got knocked around. Now he's got to face the White Sox on, in a stretch run. He's, I, I, he's, he's probably over there begging for a, a start against the A's or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Why couldn't I make my debut against Oakland? <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's got his work cut out for him, and uh, Lance Lynn is starting for the White Sox, you know, a veteran guy that uh, Cleveland has seen a lot of, uh, you know, and this is a this is a huge game for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, the, the Cleveland, okay, you know, but the, I think it sets the tone for next week too, Joe, when they go to Chicago for that three game series. Yeah, no doubt, uh, they're going to be. It, it, it will be a hostile environment. It will be uh, uh, again. They're going to have to get their pitching set in, in, in that rotation. Uh, we know that uh, we can pretty much figure out what they're going to do. Uh, I think Bieber, one of the games of the doubleheader yep. on Saturday, and then Quantrill, or no, uh, Morris, Cody Morris on Sunday, and then Quantrill on Monday yeah. before they head out to Chicago. So, you know, there's a there's a possibility there that uh, you could also see them face another face Pilkington again, and, you know, who knows what, what's going to happen that. But uh, Savali and Plesak both, uh, getting closer, it sounds like, to coming back from uh, the injured list, if, if that's a possibility. Tito said uh, Plesak threw a bullpen today, and Carl said he looked good. Yeah, uh, Plesak, you know, is coming back from that broken bone in his little finger uh, through a bullpen, and uh, Savali is scheduled to uh, make a rehab start uh, Friday uh, for Columbus and could be in line to start uh, Tuesday against the White Sox. Yeah, that's... Uh, and that's significant to to get any sort of contribution, any sort of length out of those guys uh, if they're able to work themselves back and uh, it, it just to preserve the bullpen a little bit. But heck, you got six games against the uh, the the Royals at the end of the season. If if you need time to get your pitching in order, six games against yeah. the, uh, the 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 Royals is is a, a good opportunity to do that. So uh, they just have to keep hitting the way they did. What thirteen hits today? Thirteen hits today uh, for this for this club. I mean, ten days ago, uh, two weeks ago, you would have thought asking them for thirteen hits would have taken five games. Exactly. Uh, it's it, it it it's really amazing how uh, and and the other thing that that's really good about the schedule setting up, you know, the majority of their games the rest of the way out are at home. Uh, they've got one more road trip and that's it. They've right. got the the six games uh, going to Chicago and Texas. And then they're at home for the rest of the way out, uh, Tampa Bay and and Kansas City, and then you know probably three games in a in a wild card series if if uh, if the wheels don't come off the cart before then. Yeah, it's uh, it's you can't get too far ahead of yourselves. In the, oh, I'm already all in, Hoinsey. I've already <laughs> I've already cashed it in. I'm already 
<laughs> I'm making my plans. It's in danger, but uh, it, it it is exciting to think about. You know, especially after you know they didn't make the postseason last year, and they're they're knocking on the door right now, Joe. It feels pretty good. All right, uh, we will check back in with you probably uh, post game again on Thursday. Uh, from the lovely confines of Progressive Field. Until then, we'll talk to you later on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast.